When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Bart and Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. As I mentioned the other day, get one of your whips, put it in a garage. We're both in all black in the same poses as on this album cover. I'm with it. And Pete, Pete Rock would give us the blessing. Blessing. He's a friend of the show. Like they're down. Right? Han, they're down. That's another one that I would definitely do. Keep all them right. coming. Hour number two, it's Barton Hahn, Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. It's all stuff that we're making a big deal of for no particular reason. So we just were taken into another studio here to watch um, what could be a potential commercial of ours. And I thought it looked good. You like it? I like it a lot. It's cool. You know what I mean? I think it captures the energy of the show, and that's what you want people to see. Like yep. in a sizzle reel, you want people to see, okay, Ooh, sizzle what, is, reel. What, is, what is this show really about? What does yeah. it stand for? What am I expecting? Mm-hmm. And that's it, it, Energy and fun. It encapsulated everything that we are, which is uh, energy. Or, organized chaos. Yeah, organized chaos is probably the best way to put that as well. Um, but uh, we were in another studio that had windows. <sighs> Shawshank Redemption. You know what I mean? We can see light. I'm just, like Andy. Just like you know that. I'm sitting out in the rain. <laughs> just, being, <laughs> just being able to see outdoors. So we were asking if we can maybe move. Like it's like moving into an apartment building and then yeah. seeing another apartment's available. The, the, you're cor- like, the corner unit. I kind of like, like that I like one. The cor- I like the corner unit. They got they got the like the the, the, the curved windows. You know right. What I mean? Like the, it, the, like the sitting if, bay. Before I before I sign the lease, can, maybe we can move into there instead. You know, before we get all our stuff, the gong and everything, and put it up. Be nice to. Uh, yeah, it's a very sterile room. It's it's just kind of boring. I feel, like, I feel like I'm getting my gallbladder worked on. Yeah, you know what? With the lights too on you. Yeah. Just hearing the beeping noise in the background, like you just need that. Yeah. Have you ever had MRI? Of course, oh, several those. times. Man. Yeah, yeah. The like, whole... What are y'all doing? Y'all taking pictures? Y'all faxing something? What the <laughs> hell going on in here, man? By the way, um, Gosling's Rum sent us a whole bunch of stuff here. Looks kind of cool. Flag there, black seal. The spirit of Bermuda. I didn't know it was Bermuda. I wonder if we get to go out and we can watch, watch the facilities. You know what I'm saying? Go out, go out and view the facilities, but get a free trip to Bermuda. I'll go like see like I've never they been make to it. Bermuda. Is that no? ba- that's basically South Carolina? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, bro, I'm going to Bermuda. Well, how long does it take? 45 minutes. Yeah, like, oh, right, from never, New York, right? Never mind. No, yeah. it's a quick flight. Yeah, never. Mind. No big deal. Just go out further out on the Atlantic. That's all it really is. <laughs> but still, shout out to them. Thank you for that. Um, all right, so we have your calls at 800-919-3776. I want you to hear f- some stuff from the Eagles as they get ready to play the New York Giants. And this is particularly to me, I think, a topic of conversation that is already starting to happen around the Eagles. And if you're the Giants, I think you should be paying close attention. So let's begin with the uh, head coach, Nick Sirianni, giving us an update on Jalen Hurts. He's better today than he was two weeks ago, right? And he's continuing to get better, and he feels good. I'll let him tell you how he feels. All right, so how do you feel, uh, Jalen? And by the way, do you think the Giants might still have your shoulder injury on their scouting report? 
It's football. I got a hit. I got a bounty on me every week. I go out there on the field, so go out there and just play my game. You know, whatever happens, happens. All right, Bart. You're on the Giants' defense. You're in team meetings. Is the shoulder part of the conversation at all? Is it his throwing shoulder? No. Hmm. I think I might be trying to get this throwing shoulder. But I'm saying this, sh- this shoulder knocked him out. Like he was yeah. out for a couple of games. I'm like, yeah, this is, yeah. it bothered him enough to not play. Have we you, know he's going to be a runner. Have you ever seen Roscoe Jenkins? Yes. Remember the scene where Roscoe's walking and Monique comes up and she's on her way to go see the men in the penitentiary? And. He gets at her after he already got punched in the head by <laughs> Michael Clark Duncan, who was his big brother, when he was talking about how to raise his kids. Don't let grits and something raise your kids. He said uh-huh. like that, and he punched him in the forehead. And he said he had one bitty. And then he got into it with her, and she hit him in the forehead and said, now you got matching bitties? <laughs> so when I look at Jalen Hurts, you got one hurt shoulder. Right. Let me give you a pair. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Let's give you a set because this, 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 this one over here is lonely. And listen, for everybody out there, this isn't Bounty Gate. Well, even he said it. Like, like Hertz used the term Bounty. Yeah, it's not Bounty Gate. What people have to realize is football, whether you believe it or not, and what the current rules are, it's a physical sport. Mm -hmm. And if I was a boxer, you throw at the body because it slows you down. No different when getting big hits on a quarterback. You can take a man's will by beating him up physically, where physically throughout the end of the game, he just doesn't have... Did you see how Mike White... Was anything dirty about how Mike White got dealt with? No. No, was that he, was just was a direct he, was, hit. Was he able to finish the contest? I mean... No, right? So He, he tried. So when you get to he a quarterback, get you get there with a purpose. Everybody remembers Saragusa. Rest in peace. That's my dog. During the Super Bowl run, the Raiders was the number one seed. What did they do? He squadooshed uh, Rich Gannon. Landed on it, landed on him, put all put all 400 of, of pasta, rigatoni, put all that on him. It was over with. The, the, the goal is, and that's not that's for every player. That's from that's from the that's from the receiver coming across the middle. You gotta pay the crowds. And you make it a physical battle. Because the playoffs are a battle of attrition. Because not this is the first time all season, for the most part, that every team is going to go against three or four, if they're if they're blessed, good opponents. Usually you play a good opponent, bad opponent, you can rest, not not have to give out the same amount of effort, not the same intensity. The dash for the cash is about playing high-end, talented players. So you get at whatever you got to get at. And even if you, listen, you're telling, you're telling yourself that even if we can't beat you, you ain't gonna be able to play the next game. Mm-hmm. We gonna we gonna beat the hell out of you so bad that you that you that you you ain't ready to respond for the next game. Now let me correct myself because I, poor memory, it actually is his throwing shoulder. Okay. I, I thought it was non throwing shoulder yeah. is what I read, but it's not what I read. It's it actually is his throwing shoulder. So that certainly you know is a, a bigger deal. There's no doubt about that. The, the, the bigger question is, it's will, a sp- it's a, what is it the sprain ACL S- joint SC joint? Yeah, right. So the the bigger issue is if. He isn't, even just because he had done on injury report don't mean that's not still compromised. So you have to ask yourself, and what does show us, show me if I'm a defender that maybe I need to just let it go that it's healthy and it's strong again is if they put him at risk. Because if he's healthy, then you're going to put him at risk. 
You're going to have the quarterback runs. You're going to have the design runs. If you're not doing that and saving that to the end of this game or something like that, like let's not put them at risk until we absolutely know we have to, Right. then I'm going to start attacking that. When I'm there around, I'm swinging at that arm, trying to catch that arm in that vulnerable position. When I tackle him, I'm trying to tackle his arm. I'm trying to drive him into the ground, trying to get his shoulder and his head to hit the ground just to create that pain, right? We've seen great feats of guys playing with pain. We've seen uh, Emmett Smith play with a dislocated shoulder, right? We've seen Phillip Rivers play with a messed up ACL. But I tell you what, the head of the snake is always the quarterback. He's the guy that touches the ball. If you get him rattled, if you get him banged up, hurting, not injured, hurting mm-hmm. in a legal way, mm-hmm. it ups your chances. And we saw it, Patrick Mahomes running for his life against Tampa. Now, again, it, it, what I want to get into, though, and you're always great at this, I want to get into the locker room. Yeah. Like this morning on, on Get Up, Damian Woody and, and Chris Kenny didn't even hesitate when Greeny set that up as, you know, with, with him saying, there's a bounty on me every week, and those two guys both saying, yep, and that shoulder, that shoulder's a target. That shoulder's a topic of conversation. And also, when you think about the different ways you can get to that quarterback, you're going to do whatever it takes to make him feel that shoulder. You want him thinking about it. That's the that's how they were talking about. It. Like this is you're in the playoffs now, and, and like you mentioned, it's not bounty. Nobody's getting 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 paid if you hit the shoulder. It's not like that. And you're certainly not trying to... We're in the hurt business. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. That's exactly where I was thinking. We're in the hurt business. That's like that's like a boxer going in like, yeah, I'm just going to jab. What? Yeah, yeah, I'm just going to jab. Nah, bro. We, we trying to... We trying to I, listen, when I'm, every boxer goes in to try and knock their opponent out. Not kill them. They're trying to knock them of out. Of course. So, in a football standpoint, I'm trying to knock you. I'm trying to break your will like he can't continue. He's taking too many hits. He can't get his lift his arm above his shoulder. He'll be okay. We ain't saying about, we don't want to tear your rotator cup, your labrum, no stuff like that. But I'm trying to make you physically, by the third or fourth quarter, physically unable to compete. I want to see you quit on your stool. I can't. I've gone as far as I can go. I'm a liability to my team. You dude never come, want to do that. Dude come across the middle. I am trying to separate your physical body from your soul. If anybody's ever saw Avengers when he was going looking for the Infinity Stone and he he thought he can go up on a little uh this Doctor Strange chick and the Hawk went on her and she punched him in the chest and knocked him from his physical being <laughs> and he was looking at his body. Yes. Like, yo, yeah. that's what I'm physically, that's what I'm paid to do, but I'm really emphasizing it. Like, it's one of those things where you talk about boxers that sit flat-footed when they're in a fight and they ain't on their toes no more because they trying to put everything into that punch, all their body weight. You putting all your body weight up in this one because you you may only get one shot and you trying to make it make it count. So the Eagles again are, are the favorite in this game, and I've already said yesterday, Bart, that I don't know if the Giants, even with Hurts, if Hurts is feeling better, but not a, obviously not you know fully healthy, which who is at this point of the season? But they just seem like they are the better team. They're just they're just going to be the better team. That's true. But the one equalizer they could have is if Jalen Hurts is still somewhat compromised to what you just said. The game plan's a little bit different. Because all of a sudden you're realizing, you know what, he's not really running it much. Like he's not try, like not trying to get hurt, which obviously no quarterback is trying to get hurt. Right. 
but you also are Stop putting yourself in harm's way. Yeah, you're extending plays, doing whatever you can, and you will sacrifice yourself physically in the playoffs to get that extra yard. But if he's not doing that, how much does that change the percentage in favor of the Eagles? Well, you take that guy out, you may have a spy, right? Which opens up opportunities and windows to throw the ball behind the spy. So now you're saying, okay, I can, we don't have to spy, so let's go double somebody. Let's figure out in this formation, the primary target is A.J. Brown. So we're going to take one of our linebackers, one of our safeties, we're going to swipe to him and let our defender know, just don't get beat deep. If they run a slant, we get we set them up for a pick or possibly a big hit. If he runs an out route, we already got an underneath out cutter. Just don't get beat deep. And if the ball gets tipped, be ready to oski it and be able to get the deflection to be able to change the game and put us on a short field. Now, remember, in that last game of the season, and uh, again, as, as, as reading through the story that Tim McManus, who covers the Eagles for us at ESPN, the, the Eagles typically call about five design runs for uh, Hertz per yep. game. But in that final game against the Giants back on January 8th, they didn't run any of that. Didn't do any of it. Now, they still won the game, but it was also against the Giants' backups. So that is also something to consider is that the Giants didn't exactly see what they saw there. But early in the season when they got their doors blown off, you know, they saw the full the full effect of that offense and what it can be. Here's A.J. Brown talking about how the Eagles didn't show you everything in Week 18. I think first time we just came out and we just executed. You know, second time they didn't really play a lot of key guys. And, you know, we kind of held back too. So it'd be good on good. Be good on good is mm-hmm. what he has to say. If it's good on good, Bart, all things – Again, all things considered, I know you have been one to say that the Giants can very much win this game. Do you really believe that the Giants can win this game if it is what he just said, good on good? Yeah, because you don't have to be the better team. You just got to be the better team that night. And it's about executing in high-tense pressure situations, and it's about being able to make the play. It's going to be one or two plays out there. You either make them or you don't. If you make them, you give yourself an opportunity to win. Right, you know, you, you think about the can't wait game. Remember that great catch that uh, Santonio Holmes made, where he dove and it looked like it was going out of bounds, and both his feet hitting inside and mm-hmm. he scored. Right, you know, rem- imagine like you know all those plays. Braylon Edwards breaking the double team, overcoming the X and O's. You know what I mean? It's a game of error. Guys are injured. You got to be able to buck the system, be able to fight through, be able to persevere. Understand that you know it's going to be ebb and flows. Who handles the the the, the momentum shifts and changes? Right. Just look at what we saw in the first week. You know, the Chargers were in cruise control, 27 nothing, Four interceptions in the first half. Mm-hmm. And they thought they had it all easy peasy. But everybody's going to fight to the death because it is a death. It's a football death. It's a season death. So everybody's going to fight all the way to the end, no matter what the odds are. If it's a 2% chance to win, they gonna, you're going to still get their best efforts. Guys aren't going to quit. They aren't going to lay down. They're going to keep trying. So you got to be able to match that intensity. You get, by no point can you ever get lax in knowing that okay, the game is over with because it ain't over until the, that whistle blows. Because weird things happen. What was the key to that can't wait game for you? Like when did you know in the can't wait game we got this? Because you, you, everybody goes in confident. You guys were already pissed off about getting blown out, so that was embarrassing. You wanted to bury the football, all that stuff. But still, there had to. There, there's always that going up to what it used to be. It's not as much today anymore, but it used to be. Going up there to play them in the playoffs, to play Bill, to play Tom, to play, you know, again, in that on that field. Yeah, grunt. Yeah. To play up there. Like, there is an intimidation factor to that. There's no doubt about it, right? There is there is a little something. Even the toughest guys, even a guy like you, there's a little part of you that knows. Like, when you're in the tunnel and you're playing the Steelers and Renegade comes on, there's a little part of you that kind of knows, like, all right, like, <laughs> like this is going to be real. 
Yeah. What part of the can't wait game, if there was one, on that sideline was it like, we well, got this, we well, can win this? Well, we always knew that when you play the Patriots, what you see the first 10 to 15 plays, it's a game plan. And we, we knew that they would think that we were going to play man-to-man because we always play man-to-man. And what we did is we just pretty much out-game plan Bill Belichick. And he didn't have an adjustment for it because he didn't make those type of adjustments. They're more about execution. Peyton Manning is a guy who more about evolving. This is what they're doing. Let's change it. Let's do this. You know, Bill and, and that whole system was about execution. If we do what we do and we execute better, it should work no matter what they do. And what we did is we played matchup zone. But if somebody was in sent sent in a um, first of all, we knew that for, to play Tom Brady, you want to make the windows tight. You don't want to play zone. You want to get up and you want to knock the the receivers off rhythm. You got to stop them in a light box. So that means that one or two of your guys got to be more important and better than theirs. And that, on that day, Sean Ellis was that. Mm-hmm. He was two okay. sacks and he was harassing so, people. So, so a key piece, yeah. right? Okay. He he was big. He had to win. Like you got to be a war daddy, baby. We we light boxes. Only six of us. They're gonna be in some big sets, but we're gonna stay in our nickel stuff because they play they 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 big stuff can break and because Gronk is such a talented player, it's still an advantage to them. They had Algie Crumple at that time too. Yep. Aaron Hernandez is that as well too. So they can have a big formation, but it can play small. Pretty much how like San Francisco is because you you look at Debo Samuel's like oh he's a he's a receiver. No, he's a running back. He's a physical guy. Or you look at oh well we go out and put a linebacker on Chris McCaffrey. No, that's a receiver. Two, like, oh, go go put that on, on Kyle Juszczyk. No, nah, that ain't no fullback. That's a tight end, right? So, like, it was, we, they can create those mismatches. So what we said is, listen, we're going to have to put our big boy pads on and say, listen, as long as time is handing it off, he ain't passing it. And as long as he ain't got the ball in his hand and he ain't throwing the ball down mm-hmm. the field, they're going to have to matriculate the ball down the field. And they may get some big, some big runs because we out there with a light box, we in nickel or dime or sub. And, you know, that's what we're going to do because it gives us team speed and it makes us not predictable in the passing game. So we were making sure that we were getting up in their chest, but the guys that were getting in their chest because we had more DBs out there still was able to have help over the top. So nobody was by themselves. So we can play complex coverages where they never knew who we were doubling and where the double was coming from. They just saw the bodies out there. So we were able to make plays and, 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 and make plays at timely t- fashion, and the offense showed up. Mark Sanchez played his ass off. Jericho Cotri, uh, Braylon Edwards, you know, uh, Ladanian Thompson. Everybody stepped up and brought their A game, and we sent their ass home. So, so tell me then. <laughs> I love the way you finished that. So, tell me then for the Giants, who is that Sean Ellis? So, who is that piece that maybe you're like this guy doing this started? You know, um, what I want to say it, it it started the avalanche for us of confidence. Well, I mean, you, you got Dex- is it Daniel Jones? No, no. I'm is saying, it Dexter Lawrence? Like, who is it? To, see, listen, this is a team that you got to beat defensively. You got to keep the score down, and you got you got to be able to stay fresh. You got to get off the field on third down. You got to win that. You got to be able to be physical. Right. right? You got to set the tone. Like, knock the day, Mister Boss Man. You come in here. I will try to end you. Everything you getting everything. Mm-hmm. Like, ain't like, ain't no jazz, bro. We ain't setting up nothing. We throwing haymakers. And we may miss 15 of them, but if we hit you with two, it's night-night. Like, you talking like, you talking like, hold him up. Do not let him fall. When you talk about, we, Rex used to say, uh, 11 swinging sticks to the ball, that's what we mean. We having a team meeting at the, at the football. Right. Don't hold him up. I mean, don't let him fall. Hold him up. So everybody, so instead of getting tackled by one person, he getting hit by three or four or five people every time. 
So if he if he if he got fifteen carries, he been hit forty five times, right? By forty five different people, right? The Take battery it. drains faster. Yeah. Rip shots, chest shots, head shot, like neck, you whatever. Pick him up in the air. Pick him up in the air. Everybody jump on him. Like, now you know when you see people tackling and then the ref blowing the whistle. And then they they like, oh, I ain't hear it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then everybody kind of jump on the pond. They all land on top of them. We getting all that. We playing to the echo of the whistle. We ain't playing to the whistle. Well, uh, I wasn't sure, ref. So I just went in and dumped him on his head. Yeah, but that's a flag today. When you were playing, it wasn't. No, now no, it you, no, you still, no, you still get those shots. It's, you you got to know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And you'll know very early on how they calling it. Sometimes you get you get referee staff that are tough guys. Like, oh, we got the tough guy uh, staff today. Yeah, Mr. Post, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, like, when you're the finesse teams, you hoping that you got the ticky-tack dude. Ow, he cursed at me. Uh, hey, 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 you can't you can't talk stuff about his mama. Like, why not? I talked to her last night. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what are we talking about? You know what I'm saying? It's grown folk business. This is when you do that extra research on their family members. Oh, yeah. even the tra- oh, even the trash talk goes oh, to that level. Oh, 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 we getting personal. What's the worst thing you've ever said in a playoff game to somebody that really got like you knew like rattled them? I really can't say that. Can't even say that. It, huh? it, like, like my teammates was appalled by what I said. That bad? They who, was, who? All right, who was it to? Oddly enough, it was Lavernian Coles when he played for the uh, Lavernian Coles when he played for the Bengals. Oh, so you were playing with the Ravens at the time? No, I was playing with the Jets. Oh, this was with the Jets. Yeah, yeah. My teammates were like, "Damn, Bart." <laughs> That's one where you just started barking. And everybody went like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" No, they, they, nah, they, they ain't no whoa, whoa. Once it's said, you better, you better, you, you. If you got something to say to me, don't you ever. It's like trying to correct your parents out in public. Don't you ever correct me in front of other people. If you got something to say, something about what I said. Oh, you, you didn't like, like you didn't like that your teammates were letting you know that was the wrong thing. No, no, they, they didn't hear it. They was just like, "Damn, Bart, <laughs> that was kind of that was so mean. It's kind of harsh. Like that, <laughs> that was that hurt me." <laughs> Was that in the huddle? Yeah, it was like, damn. <laughs> Did you even like stop and go? Yeah, I shouldn't have done that. Hell no. Nah. Like, do something. You don't like what I said? Do something. That's what that was my whole thing. You don't like what I said? Do something. <laughs> you can't even say it on the air. It's great. Nah, nah, I, I don't even know if I want to repeat it. I might. I might have to go apologize. Like on trial day, he'd be like, Bart, you know me. We know you was in the heat of moment, but you know you you said this right here. Huh? You got to tell us something. Like, what were you thinking? I wasn't Jesus. <laughs> Jesus wept. All right, you can get this it. Is that, yeah, at, at the gate. Right. Yeah. At the gate. Call my mama. <laughs> it's Chris Candy. He and uh, he and obviously uh, Carlin were hosting in Fagrini today talking about what we were just saying about what Jalen Hurts in that shoulder. Should the Giants make this a focal point? If you're a Giants defender, you're damn right we're going to check Jalen Hurts' oil. We're going to see how healthy he is. And I'm not saying it's anything malicious, but football by nature is a physically violent game. So if Jalen Hurts wants to be a runner, if he takes off, then you treat him like a runner. That means physical gang tackling. And when he's in the pocket, you have to contain him. Don't let him break outside of the pocket, but you storm the pocket and you try to put physical hits on the quarterback. You try to cut this dude in half. That's exactly the approach the Giants have to take. It is also the one thing I think if you're a Giants fan you're looking for in this game. How physical of a game can the Giants make this? We all know that Wink Martindale is going to get after it. It's what he does. Remember what he told us last week, right, about Kirk Cousins. You got to hit eight, right? Eight's got to get hit. Exactly. I imagine he's saying the same thing about Jalen Hurts, of course. Maybe even twice as much. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. So the Knicks and the Wizards play tonight at the Garden. They just played them on Friday and they beat them. Uh, for those who, if anybody cares, if you listen to the game tonight on right here on 98.7 ESPN, I'm on the call with Ed Cohen, so I'm looking forward to that. It'll be a lot of fun. Fire. Adrian Wojnarowski just put out a tweet a few minutes ago that Bradley Beal is returning to the lineup tonight. He's missed five straight games. That includes the Friday game can, with a can, hamstring strain. Can I ask you, is Bradley Bill yeah. the the Mike Trout of basketball? No. He, he's not that good. Okay, but Mike he, Trout is like 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 Kawhi Leonard is the Mike Trout of, of you know what I mean? Like, but, it's like, but it's like Kawhi will go wherever he needs to go to win. Mike Trout is point. just going to sit there oh, I, and have oh, his oh. whole career. I thought you meant like a dude that is like you know so good but never really like. No, not I'm really talking a, about a dude that's so stupid, like so loyal to an organization where he can never be put on the big stage to win. See, I don't think he's loyal to the organization. He was loyal to the bread. I I think he's just like I'm I'm good. Like I don't think it's a loyalty thing. He's not actively actively trying to win a championship. No, he's not serious about winning. Like Mike Trout ain't serious about winning a championship. Because if that was the case, he would have let it go and came and became a Phillies. Yep. He loved Philadelphia so much, he yep. wanted to come to all the football games. Yep. You should have been a Phillies. Yeah. They got money. They had a hell of a money they, before they paid Bryce Harper. They would have paid him gladly. Mm-hmm. A prodigal son, best player in baseball in Philadelphia. And he don't want to be great. He want to be paid. He oh, want to yeah. be considered great. He don't want to be put in that – because – Unless I think you, there's certain guys that are just like I don't want to. I don't want to run around chasing a ring. The Angels. I want to just. I want it to no, be where. No. This is my franchise. That, no, like it's that no, attitude. No. And and we've seen it in the NBA. There have been players who tried to do that and then realized at the end when it was almost too late. I got to get out of here. 
Yeah, Gary Payton. Stupidity. Clyde Drexler. Yeah, stupidity. Because when you when you look at it, right, like wherever he goes, he's going to attract people to come play with him. He's the alpha. So it ain't like you going to, to grab on to somebody else. You're like, I tried to build something here. Y'all weren't committed to winning. Y'all didn't give me what I need. I'm going here. Everybody follow. But wait a minute. There are some people, though, that look at it yeah. and say, Dave wow, Lillard, I, I really, I really respect that. Dave Lillard, stupid. Because Dame, end, Dame Lillard is stupid be, be, for staying in Portland. Yes, because at the end of the day, people are going to look at him and look at his resume, yeah. say you didn't play meaningful basketball games, you didn't win anything, mm-hmm. therefore the conversation for putting you up there as far as the best, he could have been easily, if he would have went to the right place, easily, all he needed is two. And you start having these conversations about him and Steph, the best point guard of the generation, best big shot maker. But if you're not on the stage with Steph to dethrone Steph, you'll never be able to get those those, those accolades. It all be- and he's just comfortable with getting his ass kicked. What they gonna finish seventh with Chauncey Billups? Mm-hmm. And what they gonna do? Get bounced in the third round, second round? They he get he got joking? to a conference final. That's as close as he's gotten. And he's been and he doubled uh, down on the cash. Yeah. No, no. Well, I mean, he's he's definitely getting paid, and he's showing loyalty. And for him, winning a championship is not worth all the. Uh, I'm gonna run here. I'm gonna go here. I'm gonna do this. There, there's a lot of guys that saw what LeBron did. They saw what a lot of you know. Again, like it's Chris Paul, they're man, watching the guys move around, man, and they're like, you know what? It that's a I, I don't want to look like that. James Harden bounces around. You don't want to move once. Like What's you just once? don't want to look like that. What's once? Shaq moved once. Nobody has that 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 leg. Well, he moved a thousand times. Shaq but moved big, a but lot, the, but, but he won his ring early. He right. moved out of Orlando because. This is too small a market for me. I got other things I want to do in life. And he went to L.A. And that, again, I've told the story a million times. New York was also on the list, and the Knicks were not willing to trade. Uh, New whatever. York's on every list. You know how that goes. Jesus um, but that whole story, by the way, will make you just throw up. The Shaq story. If you don't know the Shaq story, tweet at me, and I'll tell it. Because I think a lot of people know it by now. But Shaq wanted to go to a bigger market because he was becoming bigger than basketball when he was yeah. in Orlando. So he moved for that and then won. But there, there are players that after the LeBron stuff, there were players that started to move around, and like now you take the franchise hostage. The Carmelo thing, obviously, him coming to New York, you know, th- there's a lot of that that was going on, and it was this sense of I don't want to be one of those guys that is chasing a ring, okay, that I won't be able to get when I can just stay here in one place and put my roots in, and this is my franchise, this is who I am, right? And and Bradley Beal so far. That's that, that. That's what he wants to be. Who, who, and who so has, does Damian Lillard. Who, who has a better chance of winning a championship? Who? Dame Lillard or Bradley Bill? Neither. neither. Not even in a conversation. Not neither. The Wizards aren't. Look at the Wizards roster. Like, you know what? You talk about a team that's been in the lottery and just, come on, man. Like, they, they have not made great draft picks. Now, are they good, like competitive when they're healthy? That's a decent team. They're decent. They're not. Like, they're not threatening anybody, but they're decent. Now, Bradley Beal added to tonight's lineup in this game against the Knicks. Dangerous now for the Knicks. Knicks have to win this game. They don't win at home. They're the only team in the league that has a winning record and yet a losing record at home. Only team. Yeah. What what I'm asking you, is Bradley Beal a good enough star to try and convince to ask for a trade and go to the Knicks or the Nets? Not the Knicks. To make them a power He doesn't fit the Nets. You know where he goes? That would really shake the league, and this was kicked around in the summer. The Sixers. Mm. 
If they were willing you're, you're, to give up Tyrese Maxey, which I don't know if the Sixers would. And Tobias Harris? Uh, well, yeah, you'd have to give up you something for the money. money. Yeah. James Harden and Bradley Beal have already talked about this before. And there was some whispers that he would do it. Now, Beal is available for trade. That that was the January 15th thing. But he still has a no trade. He still controls where he would go. So it's he doesn't want to go anywhere. He doesn't want to be part of it. But you're asking me where could he go? I think if you put him on the Sixers with Harden and Embiid, that to, that to me would be an incredibly difficult team to defend. Yeah. Incredibly difficult. And you have a late shot clutch guy in Beal that can get it done for you. You got three guys that can go one on one. That that's the one place I'm like, yo, if he does that, I'll throw this in. You want another player that might be in a place where it's kind of getting stale. That if he moved somewhere, that team would become a contender. I'm gonna blow your mind. You know, you might you might laugh at me, Bobo. but I've been thinking about this for a while. No, not Bobo. Oh, okay, Jimmy Butler. Yeah, we yeah we know that Miami is kind of like they were talking eh. about that. They were talking about that last year. If Jimmy Butler went to the Knicks with Brunson and Randall, they'd be a contender because now you have the fin- <laughs> yeah now Pat, you have that yeah, guy yeah, yeah Pat Riley working with the Knicks yeah they never happen yeah he'll fact that in hell. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, you know, like he'll do yeah. it with the old facts. Remember the old printer paper yeah, yeah, that I, used to pull off the re- side. Remember, it, Pat Riley yeah. faxed. That's what I'm saying. His resignation. That's what I'm saying. So he would fax it, and it just come in like, <laughs> it just be H E L. No. You know what it be? It would be like. Remember when Michael Jordan put out that that statement? I'm back. It would be Miami Heat to be. It would be letterhead for the Miami. <laughs> By the way, let me just also uh, one last Knicks thing. So, as I said yesterday, that R.J. Barrett dunk to, yeah. to finish yeah. the regulation to force overtime, and it, clearly a foul on Scotty Barnes. Right, he had his hand on his shoulder. Was he trying to take while the he foul? dunks on him? So the the, the last two minute report came out l- last evening. And I couldn't wait for it. Like I was excited. I was like, okay, let's let's see that NBA official is going to say yes, that was a foul. I want it to be right. No, they said no, it wasn't. You and I want to read you the explanation. Mm. You know basketball, so I need you the to BS, tell me the BS translator. Uh, this is the, let's turn on the BS translator because this is what they say in the last two minute report. A correct no call. This is why Barnes. Makes contact with Barrett's upper off arm but, during his dunk shot. But so we're already acknowledging that there is contact. It does not affect the speed, quickness, or balance and or rhythm of uh, his shot. So because because he's strong, it yeah, it's not a strong. foul. Like it's like Shaq, like oh because he's strong, it didn't stop him. He he fought through it. The hell is this? Yeah, wait a minute. Then how is there ever an N one in basketball ever? Mm-hmm. If a shot doesn't affect the ability to make the shot, Zion looking like what? Right? Shaq looking like what? How is there ever an N one if you're telling me it didn't affect? It's like a soft. It's shot. like a soft foul. Like when you and then when people start clotheslining people, they, they, uh, that's the only way you get it. If or you I got a flop. It, this is yeah. another one of those. He should flop. If he would have dunked it and then fell hard. They probably blow the whistle. Yep. But because he dunked it and landed and he was fine, they thought nothing of it. 
Does that make – I need someone to explain to me why the league – not the league, this is the officials, not the league – why the officials are right to say that acknowledging obvious body contact on the shoulder – Not right. again, if it's one thing, it's on the hip, you know, a little hand, like I, I can get that. But a hand on the shoulder of a player in the air attempting a dunk. But because it didn't affect his balance, speed. Because he's strong. Yeah. That, no, that's not a foul. However, but a guard driving with a one-handed scoop and my hand, or or better yet, a three-point shooter and my hand gets caught on his hip. That's an N1. Yeah. Well, how did I have anything to do with his shot? Didn't affect him. Or his leg coming through after the shot's gone, sweeping by, hitting your leg like the Reggie Miller, then, oh, it's foul. You didn't give him a chance to land or are you in his space? This one... I can't figure out. And I've had I had people from the league calling me about this last night trying to explain it to me and I'm like, "No. It doesn't make sense." Now it's over. The game's over, it doesn't matter. But if you're telling the whole world that if it doesn't affect the shot, we're not calling it, you're just telling people, "Well, you got to start flopping. Mm-hmm. No way you're going to get the call." Manu Ginobili. Because you're only going to get the call. I can't think of anything like this in the NFL. Listen, we used to get that all the time in the NFL. When How? They, when they, in what, in what way? they blow calls and then they admit that they blew it. At least they would admit sometimes, but it don't, don't make you feel any better because it's after you took the L. Like they, re, they reported to the league office. But that's what I'm saying. Like you got to take the ego out of it, right? And people don't realize referees do have egos and they don't want to be showing up. And so they protect each other. But they at all admitted costs. recently that the, the Mavs Laker game on the L2M. They said there were seven missed calls. Seven. Yeah. So they do hold their officials accountable Subjective. for missed calls. But this one, I mean, is it because it it, it would have put them at the line with a chance to win right. the game? Yeah. So you can't tell me they don't ref and try and swallow their whistle and not be a part of the Man, game come on. and outcome. That, but then in overtime, a touch foul, and it's a three-point play. And those are killers, those yeah. three-point plays. Uh, yeah, again, a game that had 52 fouls. I wanted to have another foul called. I'm yeah. an idiot, right? But it's just, the, it's again, the game's over. It's more of the Call explanation. The fouls. They fouls the whole game. The explanation nice blew my mind. Blew my mind. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The 
playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Martin in Brooklyn, Bart, wants to explain to me the whole foul situation. So, Martin, please do. Hey, what's going on? So, let's first establish that basketball is a contact sport. So, when you and Bart are talking about football, how it's the hurt business, there's contact on every play in football. Same thing in basketball. So, there's a hold on every play in football, but unless it directly affects the play, the referees are not going to call that. Same thing in basketball. So the basic definition of a foul is illegal contact that affects rhythm, speed, balance, and quickness, which we call RSBQ. So if he has his hand on his shoulder and he doesn't really affect his RSBQ, then I do agree with you that the flopping has gotten out of hand, or unfortunately some star players you know, look to flop mm-hmm. to show that their RSBQ was affected. But if that wasn't, if that didn't happen, the referees are not going to call that, especially in that situation. Now, when you go back to the Laker game, that's a jump shot, and that could be dangerous. So that defender flew by him and hit him on his hip, causing him to fall, affecting his RSBQ. That's a foul. Mm-hmm. So there's a difference in how these are officiated, different from a different lens, mm-hmm. but. Like I said, the definition of a foul, really, on all levels, is illegal contact. So I the take, contact was made, doesn't make it a foul. Just like in football, there's contact all the time. It's a contact sport. So, we got to live with okay. that. So I take it that you maybe are official because you sound very familiar with the rule books. Are you official? Do you rest? Yeah, I am. Okay. Okay, yeah, I used to do- okay so, so you're you're an official. <laughs> so if the game has been called a certain way and – Similar things like that has been called. Why switch it up then? Is it because of the time in the in the in the, um, in the game? You didn't want the official, or he didn't want to become the main story. I mean that. I mean that happens. So some of the things that we do is like time and score, just like how you call plays in football based on time and score. So yeah, we want to take that into consideration. That's not. The only thing that's not the end or the be all. I don't. I don't want to say that he doesn't want to be a story, but that's a, that's a hard that's a hard call to make at that juncture in the game. So I'm, I mean, unless you can definitely prove that his RSBQ was affected, then what is? How is he going to explain that? Yeah, if it wasn't affected. So. So, so, so better if it was yeah. a layup. If it, if it wasn't a dunk where he, you know, looked like he was under control. If it would have been a, some type of 
layup and he kind of if fell, he, fell. He, he threw it up. Yeah, if he, he did, if he doesn't land on his up, feet, is that, up. Yeah, they that, would have probably caught it, right? And it would have been and one. But because he went up so powerfully and he, and he dunked, he didn't call it. Right. So, so when you have a foul call, so you have to look at the end result, right? You don't blow the whistle on the contact. You blow the whistle when something happens. So when we when we look at it, the whole play from beginning to end to finish. When we look at it, when you ask yourself what happened, what are you going to say? Nothing. He didn't fall. Right. His rhythm wasn't affected. Right. Nothing happened. So why are you blowing the whistle on that? Mark? You don't blow the whistle on the contact. You blow the whistle when something happens. So at the end of the play, when you look at it, nothing happened. It was a dunk. He had his hand on the shoulder, but nothing happened. So that's a play on. Martin, that's a great explanation. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, does it appreciate it. it? It doesn't make me feel any better about it because there are a lot of times in this sport that we see minimal contact that has no impact on the player at all, none, and it's called. That's all I'm saying there. It, it's it's simply that. All I'm saying is that we have seen it before. Minimal contact, something you'd say you could just let that go. Like you didn't, you don't need to blow the whistle. He made the layup. No worse for wear. Lands on his feet. Let's just keep going. Let's keep it moving. And it's just whistle. And it's like cheap little and ones. Yeah. And so you're saying that 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 is the same thing, isn't it? But yet, this play was such a powerful play. Like I'll even get, I'll give you to give you an example. The Knicks are playing the Wizards. Randall had a dunk where he knocked gap like he destroys Gafford on his dunk on Friday night. Yeah. Like it was a great dunk. But they called the foul on Gafford. Now, I don't know if Gafford might have fouled him with his face because, like, it was all like, – he was a physical, strong play. Randall dunked it, landed on his feet, so he completed the play with nothing. Like, it didn't hurt him at all. Yeah. Gafford was the one on his back on the ground. Now, if you're telling me it didn't affect power, balance, all that other crap, why would you call an N1 on that? The defender landed on his back. The, the offensive player landed on his feet. He was fine. Thing is, it's no uniformity, right? Because that's my frustration. Di- 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 different officials call it and interpret it different ways, and so now you have a rule that's interpreted four different ways. And yep. you know, like, okay, we can show you a play, and they're totally similar, but a different staff. And some people call it, some people don't call it. That's why people get frustrated. And that's why Tibbs said after the game, like, I didn't know what a foul was and what wasn't, and that that's what I keep going back to. Is that part. So, all right. So I guess the understanding is if Barrett finishes the dunk and then instead of landing on his feet, goes flying into the baseline, like lands on his back, you know, whatever it is, lands into the photography, whatever it is, then it's a foul. But because he landed on his feet and finished the dunk strong, no foul. Gotcha. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.